You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 10. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to this week's show of the Star Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. It's great to have you here. Now, many of you uh, who heard last week's show have probably been waiting in with bated breath for this week's show. It is, as it is, the second half of my interview with executive coach Minna Brown. The focus of our show is about transition coaching or career coaching, of which Minna is an expert. Minna not only does career coaching, but she also teaches others how to be career coaches, which makes her such a fabulous guest. And and she certainly shares and shares and shares. In last week's first half of the interview, We learned about the importance of being intentional and being strategic. And I would encourage you to think about that not only as you're coaching your clients and helping them be strategic and intentional, but also how are you being strategic and intentional in building your business, in getting your name out there, in being uh, intentional about your coaching practice. Minna talks about different ways that we can create increased knowledge as a coach if this is a niche or a direction that you would like to take your coaching in. In the first episode, she focused on the fact that in career coaching, it really is a mix of pure coaching with some teaching and mentoring, and that it is an expectation of the client that you're going to understand the processes that are involved, what the tools and strategies might be when we're looking for a job or looking for a new career. And that's where the interview starts this week, really taking a deeper dive into How do I prepare myself as a coach if I want to do career coaching? What do I need to have on board or or be prepared to offer my clients? And that's where we're going to start the interview today. For those of you who are not familiar with Minna, maybe you missed last week's show, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that when you have time. In general, just to understand that Minna is an executive and career transition coach. She has a coach training school called Coach Academy International. Her coaching business is Positive Coach. And she brings a wealth of experience and information to her interview. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and I hope that you caught this, in in last week's interview, Minna talked about as she transitioned from being a 
a CFO and, and an executive within corporate America, she worked with a helping professional to get clarity around what she wanted to do. And at the time, worked with a, a therapist to help take those assessments and gain clarity. Several of our guests have talked about that in the midst of their transition, they also have worked with a coach. So that's just one more sort of planting the seed of the importance to take time to invest in yourself, put the resources into yourself. So we're going to start with the second half of Minna Brown's interview as she focuses on what you can do to build your career coaching muscles, if that's something that you are interested in. I hope you enjoyed the second half of our interview with Minna Brown. How did you begin to develop your skills in being a career transition coach? The best thing to do, if, if I'm a coach and I want to do more in the career coaching, I would really look at these ingredients that I was just talking about, any of these pieces, networking, interviewing. It's how I started putting together my skills is I read everything I could get my hands on about networking. Uh, I would recommend a book. One of, the, one of my favorite books is Making Your Contacts Count. Make Your Contacts Count. I think it's Make Your Contacts Count. Uh, and it is a wonderful book about networking. And networking, by the way, you don't do just between jobs. Networking right. is a lifelong important thing to do. And for employees, particularly employees who want to get promoted or, or get recognized for something that they did, I often see clients who just do not have a personal PR approach. Right. And for you to, to be in any kind of a company or job and not show visibly what you can do in an explicit way and have a way to talk about it that's authentic mm -hmm. and not inappropriate, but is effective. So I think having, having that kind of way to talk about yourself and to be able to engage with all sorts of people all over the company or in all sorts of different industries is an important part of any career, job, in between jobs, after jobs, forever building a coaching practice, and, and you talk about um, needing to do networking on an ongoing basis, and I think that that wraps so closely into that authentic, genuine. If you're consistently building relationships because the relationships matter to you, and you're interacting on an ongoing basis, it's not just, boy, Meg's reaching out because she needs a job. Uh, Meg is consistently reaching out because relationships are important to her. And then if I'm in a time, it, it's far more genuine and authentic and, and there's more of a connection. It is, you are 100% right. And, and that's why I would say, I mean, my kids are sick of hearing me say this. They've heard it since high school and college. It's something you have to do always, always. Now, I would say a lot of younger people, because they've been very active in uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and, and everything else, that they have, they, they do adapt to social media in a way that's probably better. And they have connections, like hundreds of connections that maybe our, my generation um, hasn't, hasn't internalized but LinkedIn, I mean, in a, in a business setting, 
and in a business development setting for our coaches that are listening and for clients, LinkedIn is the engine that is is most useful. It's not the only way to do it, but right. it's useful in a business setting. So one of the things that I would say for coaches who want to do more career coaching is learn more about networking, really get educated, and boy, they need to learn about LinkedIn and kind of how to use it. And that way they can really help give some guidance to their clients. And there are lots of little webinars and, and easy accessible seminars that'll teach you about LinkedIn. But I think a career coach can't be naive and not be educated about it. The client is coming and expecting a certain level of expertise on those things. So So you owe it to your clients to be educated in that. And that's how we use our continuing education part of, you know, pick the things to be to get your continuing education hours uh, that you're interested in. If you want to career coach, look for some great webinars or trainings around career coaching. That's if you right. want to be an executive coach, go that. If you want, you know, leadership, then look that way. Be targeted with your continuing education monies and time. And strategy. I mean, that's, it, it's like this is an area, and I, I have to say, Uh, Meg, when you and I first started talking about it, this is an area of our industry that is underserved in the way that I think it can be served. I mean, lots of a heavy dose of coaching Mm -hmm. and a little bit of these other things. So I really think that coaches could do a lot more in expanding the um, investment in their career coaching. So um, the other thing that I would say is that there are specific models of interviewing and there are some, some excellent books. The, the one thing that most coaches don't know enough about is behavioral interviewing. And, and it's, you know, sounds like a weird word and some people like, well, you know, but, and I think, you know, it is really, how do you describe what you do and how you did something? So it's looking for past behavior to predict future behavior. So the thing that coaches can help their clients do very powerfully is to go back and look at these circumstances and and be able to articulate not just what they did, but specifically kind of knowing that the listener and the interviewer is looking for patterns about how you will be doing things. So a coach can hear these things sometimes better as that independent listener than when the person is just saying it right you're really having your ears tuned into the things that can help your clients most and um and the other thing that you said about that is in when we tell a story in such a way that it, it encompasses what we're able to do and what we can do that's going to be that's going to be remembered more than if we're just spewing facts that are already on our resume anyway. People like to hear stories. I mean, Mm -hmm. people love to hear this is what happened and this is what this person. And I, by the way, a little footnote here is that a lot of people get a little carried away. And I understand this, get a little carried away with the, we accomplished this. We did that. My team did that. Well, I understand that notion, that motivation that you want to share credit. And Mm -hmm. and thank goodness we have managers and professionals who want to be that way. But when you overdo that, 
the person you're inter being interviewed by, it's like they're not buying your team. They're buying you. you. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, we can say, now, what was your specific role? What did you do? And a blend of the we and the me is a better situation than, than just being too lopsided one way or the other. Great yeah. advice, Minna. Great advice. One additional question. One of the things that I'll get asked by uh, coaches who are trying to determine different niches is if I work with people in transition, how can they afford coaching if they're in transition? How do you deal with that kind of a challenge? You know, it, it, it is a real challenge. I mean, you can't underestimate that somebody who's been laid off, and hopefully you can try to catch them before they're too far <laughs> in the red. Um, you know, the one thing that you can ask when you're, you, I think almost all of us do an exploratory call and, and just kind of have a conversation about what's going on and what are you looking for. Uh, one thing that you can ask is, well, what is your timing? What's your situation? Um, they'll usually share if they got a severance or they've got three to six months. I mean, you can kind of find out what is your sense of urgency. And then some people will say, I need it. I need this job yesterday. Uh, and you can get a little bit of a sense of uh, what their financial situation is. So I think the first thing is for us as a coach to kind of understand what the landscape is. Yes. Yeah. And then the second thing that is a way to help your client evaluate the money investment is to say, you know, if we work together and you might say, look, one thing that we know is that a lot of people don't really get the right focus quick enough. They don't get their networking strategy in place and they don't do that effectively. And, and furthermore, there's a lot of people who don't interview well, so they might interview and not get the job. So by working with an executive coach or career coach, and I often say whether it's me or not, right. you know, but, but by working with a career coach, I will, I will just almost certainly believe that you will get a job quicker and potentially, based on what, what you're looking for and how you focus and do it, you could get paid more money because we're going to talk about negotiating money. Mm -hmm. So if you look at what is the present value of getting a job a month or two sooner, right? what's that worth? And it almost becomes, what's the cost of not doing coaching? Right. Yeah. So and it's also, I think everybody can create um, a, a fact sheet or a flyer or some programs that um, I do one, just a two-hour intensive program that isn't that expensive, and almost anybody could afford it. So if, even if they just get two hours, and I will tell them, bring the one thing that is concerning you the most so we can focus on one deliverable because I'm not going to be happy if you go out and you're not getting what you need. But if you only have time for two hours, let's make the best use of it. So I think, you know, a one or two hour session, almost anybody can afford. Mm -hmm. I also take credit cards. So, you know, it's... Most that's, that's helpful. Yeah. We've, we've got to be able to meet our clients where they need to be met. And at the same time, um, it's their choice as well. So if... If we can offer one or two sessions and credit cards that, to help them and 
get just that little bump up, it might be well worth it for them. You know, exactly. And, and one of the things that will make a difference for someone in career transition to hire you or not is, for, is how confident do they feel in that exploratory that you know what you're talking about. That's why you've got to be, you've got to educate yourself. You've got to be tooled up. You need to know what you're talking about. I mean, we certainly can coach somebody by being curious and, and, and have a good outcome. But in the career coaching, they've got specific needs. And I think this is why it is a blend and why we, if we want to do this in our practice, which I find extremely fulfilling, we need to have the equipment and that, that needs to shine through when we're talking to someone on the phone and even ask them, well, what is your networking strategy? How much time are you spending on the web boards versus calling and talking to people? And that sometimes will surface some really obvious disparities. Mm -hmm. And say, well, I, I really want to share with you that if we're working together, I'm going to challenge you more about your networking strategy. So you, I like to say in those exploratory calls, well, if I'm working with you or if you, if you decide to work with me, if I were coaching you, et cetera, et cetera, I would challenge you on. I would work with you on. I Making would a very clear, upfront expectation. And when you're working with somebody who's in overwhelm, I believe that they need that structure even more. Absolutely. They need a steady hand. They need you to be their guide, yeah. Yes. So it's, it just is in, it shows up in that exploratory call that they understand they need help. They know that you want to help them and you're equipped to help them. And, and then finally, if they can't afford it, they really are worried about putting gas in their car. Mm -hmm. then I will direct them to one or both of the books that we've written because for 19 or $20, uh, there's a lot of information in there that, that a client can just read through and get a lot of value at a super, super cheap price. Great, great feedback, Minna. Your perspective and your experience has been so invaluable. I would like for you, you talked about three books, and we talked about Be Smart. Mm -hmm. Your other books are? So, um, Be Smart is the one we just recently wrote, which has all sorts of little helpful guides in these five topics. The first one that we wrote is Be Sharp, and it is a, a very digestible book by, um, about how to introduce yourself. I mean, how many of us, even as coaches, going to a networking meeting or talking to uh, some new people, they'll say, well, tell me about yourself. How do we do that? Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> go into a panic zone and knowing what they're listening for. They, they really don't want to hear your life history. They don't want to, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, don't, don't get off into that. I was born in Illinois and grew up and I don't want to hear that. What they do want to hear is, who are you? Well, what kinds of things do you know? And, and what is it like to, to work with you or to, um, to be one of your colleagues? So they, those are the things they want to hear. And you need to be able to put that into a, you know, four, five, six sentence presentation. And so the first half of the book uh, is doing that, giving you the formula 
to create a good personal introduction. And then, of course, your art comes in and add a little add a little creativity and add a little punch here or there, but you need the bones of it right. So that's what the, the first part of the chapter, first part of the book is. The second part of the book is about uh, how you take that structure and that information and build it into various other documents, pre- precisely the bio. And you need a bio today for mostly for websites. It flows right into your profile on LinkedIn. It's sometimes for different people, particularly if you're going to start your own business or be an entrepreneur, you will use a bio, not a resume. Right. Your bio goes on every proposal. It goes on. Yeah. Yeah, So you need a professional bio. And again, there's four, there's four paragraphs in a good bio. Now you can take some art to it, but essentially we give you the formula for writing a competent, effective professional bio. And then in the last couple of sections of the book, we cover things like um, how to pre- Uh, present a board bio, for example. A lot of women these days are even being considered for boards uh, or how to uh, include your bio in marketing documents or websites and things like that. So there's there's like a a bundle of things that you do with your introduction that we cover in the latter part of the book. So the book is Be Sharp and the subtitle is Tell Me About Yourself, Tell Me About Yourself in Great Introductions and Professional Bios. Excellent. So we've got be sharp and be smart. Smart, be sharp. Be sharp, be smart. And the last one is one that, in fact, I'm updating right now, and it is um, the Quick Start Coaching Kit. And I created this years ago to be a, a little tool to use in our coach training programs. And so we ended up publishing it. And now uh, another, a different colleague and I are going to be updating it with like the new ethics guidelines and new suggestions for um, how to market. We know that new coaches need to get 100 hours, at least 100 hours of coaching. So we wanted to give some guidance on how to be talking about special packages to get your 100 hours under your belt and various things because a lot of new coaches are just trying to get their I get those questions all the time, Minna. It's it, absolutely right on target. And we've got sample forms like a client agreement and we've got a a sample of, I don't like to call it intake, but a client profile form. So we have a bunch of little sample forms in there. And so that's something I hope to have republished or published the second edition next year. But it's also available on on, uh, Amazon and it still has some really good marketing hints about how to get those hundred hours, how to get that extra time and get those hours under your belt. Excellent. So we will put all three of those books on our resource page so that people can contact. You don't know about is No, I don't. I know, I know. The the last is that Paul and I did decide very recently that we are going to take the workbook that we created for the career management coach certification program. The workbook is about 140 pages long. And it's got lots of samples and lots of like pro, a pro forma resumes and pro forma things. We're now in the process of editing that material to publish in a workbook that can just be downloaded. So we won't publish it on Amazon. We'll put it on our website. Paula will put it on her website and it'll just be something that you can buy and download it as a workbook. And that will be helpful for coaches that really want to tool up in some of these things. And it also is something that uh, can be packaged up and 
you can take samples out to use with your clients. Good stuff. Coming and going, good stuff. Good job. Well, Minna, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you've had a speaking engagement today. You've had coaching clients today. And you did the interview with us. And we so appreciate your time and your insight and your incredible expertise. You have an awesome day. I have been so looking forward to this, Meg. And I just, I got to say, I am very, very excited about your, your podcast. And I think, it, you know, whatever, if people want to get some really good, meaty content, this is going to be a place to come. Well, thank you for that. So you have an awesome day. Thank you, Minna, for sharing so much information that it took us two whole weeks to be able to get it out there. And I hope all of you were able to gain some incredible insight around what it takes to be a successful career transition coach, particularly when so many people are in that place of deciding, what is it that I want to do? And as Minna pointed out, making career changes or at least job changes every three to five years. If you'd like to know more about Minna, about her training offerings or her books, or about the Star Coach Show, visit us at starcoachshow.com. Visit the resource page and see the different resources that are available. Sign up for the free book giveaway on the contact page where you enter your name, your email, and giveaway. Just to let you know, Minna has given a Be Smart and a Be Sharp book to give away to our listeners. If you're getting value from the show, I would so appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. It takes just a few minutes and means the world to me. Thank you so much. So until next week, this is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success.